Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. So, there will be no silly songs to start off this week because after, you know, coming down to Sunderland, driving down to another country, I volunteered to to fill out the, the points for this week. And, you know, it's already a stressful enough time, already showing my dedication to this podcast, but lo and behold, I tune in to another show this week to find my partner in crime for this episode, Mr David Hockney, who is here you know, sort of every sort of uh, couple of weeks, uh, the same as the rest is, lambasting me, lambasting me on ESSR Central for no reason, unprompted. Now, Dave, I'm a, I'm a patient man, I'm a fair man, as you know, so I just wanted to, to give you the floor to, to explain your comments. I, I don't want to be the loudest voice in the room. So I, I, what, 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 was, what was behind this betrayal? Well, there was no betrayal behind it. It was just... Mm. Um, it was just a, a case of, you know, maybe just something got taken out of context and, you know, context, sort of... the loudest voice in the room. I don't give Ross McLeod any credit was what you said. You know, that is what you said. So I've taken issue with that, Dave. And I don't I don't want to I don't want to fight with you for now. OK, but I wanted to tell you that I am going to take action to fix this. Do you want to know what that is? What's that? Me and Jack are hosting next week on Saturday Draft Live, and I have extended the olive branch to Mr. Ross McLeod, last season's winner, to come on here, and I will congratulate him on his title win. Nothing else. No other plans. No other shenanigans. I'll congratulate him on his title win. How does that sound to you? I think that's a... A very fair thing to do. I mean, he yeah, yeah. He, he does do a bit of a. I think he does deserve a a bit of recognition. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So I'll do it, Dave. But before that, the season's kicked off. We need to get into the top three of the week, and we actually have a three-way tie uh, this week in third place. RK Bro from Serious Team on six points. We have Adam Pearce and Sonia Deville, the tag team for Scott, on six points, and CM Punk from Dan's team, uh, Future Endeavors Limited, uh, is on six points as well. Now, Dave, we've got obviously got two. Um, uh, tag teams here, RK Bro traditional tag team, first time appearance from Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville. What do you make of this? Like, obviously, they're Scots captains, so that boosts the three appearance up to six points. But do you think it's a wise move putting the captaincy on them, or do you think he should have put that maybe on someone else in his team at the present time? I think that's a little bit risky, if I'm being honest. I mean, sure, he got away with it this week, you know, having Pierce and Sonia appear in multiple segments this week, but. If you'd seen on SmackDown, you know, it was mostly just Sonya because Pierce was in hiding from from Brock Lesnar. So yeah. it's, I reckon further down the line, I think it's going to do more harm than good. Mm, he just got that appearance based on the technicality because Pierce did appear on video call. Yeah. You know, so he did appear next to Sonya. It was a tough one because I was inputting the points this week. I was like, oh, that's a, it's a touch and go, but benefit of the doubt given there. The only other person in his team who'd be better as the captain in the first week was Jade Cargill, who managed to get four points. So that would have been doubled to eight as opposed to the six they got from Sonya and Pierce. So mm-hmm. it'll be an interesting one. I think Scott is someone who could make a captaincy change sooner rather than later. 
uh, when it comes to when it comes to that. Um, he probably is the odds-on favourite to make the change first. But in second place, Dave, it's Brian Danielson, second pick, uh, singles pick overall for mm-hmm. Sarah's team. Ten points this week. We there was a bit of a surprise at the time before it suddenly dawned on us this sort of dark order story that's going on. This this could be the story of the season. That Brian Danielson could be the one that we're watching uh, for a wee while. What what do you think of this? Do you think this has legs to go all the way to the Rumble? Give Sarah a sizable lead, maybe heading into that event because uh, she is very AEW heavy. Or mm-hmm. do you think that this will be one that fizzles out before that? It's. Uh... I mean, it certainly has legs. I mean, we said on the the kickoff show, you know, this could score massive points for Sarah's in the coming weeks. But as announced for AEW Winter is Coming, Hangman Page is defending against Brian Danielson. And I believe that's going to be, I think it's 18th of December, 7th, no, sorry, 15th of December. I believe Mm. that's happening. So, and again, that's only just a few weeks. So it's, she might only reap the benefits of going through the Dark Order, you know, maybe just for a short while. Yeah. Come Rumble season, I reckon she might have to change up her strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we'll need to see maybe a change of captaincy is needed for Sarah. RK Bro maybe has to become the focus mm-hmm. heading into day one. Who who's looking like RK Bro's opponents for day one? Do we know that yet? Or, <sighs> it's um, hard to say really because I mean they just defended against Ziggler and Rude, and mm. they don't seem to be having any outstanding challengers thus far, unless you know AJ and Omos or and the Street Profits, you know, probably figure something out. Yeah, we'll see, see what happens there, but it could be a wise strategy to change that up a bit. Top of the, the weekly table is the captain uh, for Ross's team. Uh, 18 points for Seth Rollins. Now, Dave, I said I'd congratulate Ross next week, but it has to be said, drafting from last, no one has ever won from last before. After mm-hmm. the first week, he's sitting top of the table. It's another sort of juggernaut performance. But what about this story of Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins early seasons of this draft was always the top guy fizzled away are we seeing the Rollins on Steve uh, is that what's happening <laughs> here in the draft it certainly looks like it I mean he's got the WWE title match lined up against Big E uh, for day one whether he wins or not you know it remains to be seen but then the inclusion of Kevin Owens as the X factor here is probably going to be a bit of a, a difference maker too so you never know it's um but as long as Seth Rollins occasionally gets features on Raw, you know, if he appears in segments, he wins matches. That's what's going to get Ross big points because he appeared. Rollins appeared, I believe, six times on Raw, and he got yeah. a win over Finn Balor. Like that's massive that's points. It's mental points. It's absolutely mental points, and it is the third um, highest pick of all time cumulatively. Um, but the only people ahead of him are Bailey and Drew McIntyre. Now Drew McIntyre as well in the front. However, if Bailey doesn't appear this season, there's only 30 points that separate Seth and Bailey. So we could see Seth Rollins take that number two all-time spot this mm. season. I think that's something we need to track, something to to maybe keep an eye on. But we'll go to the the table uh, as it stands right now. In last place, in 12th, we do have um, Tom McManus with God's greatest draft pick. No surprise there. Here's the one we picked to be bottom. Um, up next, Matt Smith is tied with me in the, the booty woes and Team Goat. They're tied in 10th with 9 points. Not the best start for us. Just up is uh, 10 points. David Hockney, yourself. West End Country Club uh, in 9th. Only week one day. You know, still plenty of places to go. I um, should have got points for a two out of three false title match on Rampage, but Phoenix <laughs> had to go and fuck it up for me. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, 
we can't, we can't, can't change the past. But uh, it tied in sixth place. It's a three-way tie. It's Jack Graham, two hit wonders. It's Scott McLeod, team broken dreams, uh, which just gets the song stuck in my head. Uh, and team Vista, Gary Kernahan, all in 13 points, all with potential to push on. Uh, in fifth place, very consistent sort of Europa League spots the last couple of seasons. Alan McLucas with the pillars of MVPs. Uh, going up to fourth, we have Stephen Wilson, team pigs and blankets on 15.5 points. He will be ruining the fact that Xavier Woods drew in SmackDown last night rather than managing to to get a win over Jay. So uh, it was so a it was, was a DQ. That was a it was a draw officially. So was yeah. it though? Well, you know, maybe that's some controversy, but we it says draw, and I looked at it, and it looked like a brawl on the outside between both teams. So mm. you know, okay. I'm just going off of his rules. I'm trying to it. I'm trying to. To call it by the book, Dave. You know, that is what's been said before. You know uh, what? And, Suddenly, Stephen's position doesn't sound so envious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in third place, it's Daniel Gamble, 17 points. Future Endeavours Limited, a much better performance so far uh, than what he did last season, it has to be said, Dave. Uh, Daniel Campbell mm. coming back into form here, it looks like. But the top of the table is very interesting. We obviously have Ross, Hi-Ho, Soho in 26 points, but only one point behind him is Sarah Grieve with Team Pitch, please. Now, Dave... We talk about people who have never won the draft, people who have been doing this for a long time. Sarah Grieve has been in this draft a very, very long time. And this might be set to be her best season yet. Do you think that there is a way for Sarah to walk out with victory in season 11? There definitely is potential there, especially, you know, if she caps off, you know, Brian Danielson's momentum of going through the Dark Order. And just mm-hmm. looking at the rest of her team, RK Bro, immensely popular on Raw. Kaylee Ray's had a bit of a resurgence. Uh, Adam Cole could obviously um, score points on Rampage and Dynamite regularly. Mm. What I think might be her her Achilles heel might be Thunder Rosa. You know, unless she wins mm. the TBS Championship, I think she might be a little bit directionless. But I think as long as she continues to you know, get wins over sort of up-and-coming talent. Maybe that'd be a, a saving grace. But I think she's got to be careful with the captaincy here. And uh, I think she needs to capitalise on RK Bro by the time oh, Rumble season comes around. A thousand percent. But Dave, before we look, maybe have a, a few words about who we think could score big uh, at War Games uh, this coming mm-hmm. Sunday. I, I think it's time for me uh, to go and file my nails quickly uh, while you run down the Listener's League ticket away. Yes, so we're back again with the Listeners League and looking at our, after the first week, we have some returning faces uh, off to a great start. So fifth place, Tom Brock with the Brock and Roll Express. Great name, by the way, 27 points. Uh, now, obviously, Tom, you know, he's uh, he's been with the Listeners League since, well, day one, essentially. And he's got Brian Danielson as his team captain, same as, same as Sarah. The Usos are his tag team, and he's backed up with the likes of Seth Rollins, Kaylee Ray, Thunder Rosa, and Orange Cassidy. A very, very strong team on paper, it has to be said. So maybe Tom can maybe turn his fortunes around with, uh, uh, you know, some similar captaincy plays like what Sarah's doing. Next, fourth, uh, actually a tie for third, actually. It's uh, former listeners, listeners League winner Robert Shaw with Team Budget Cuts and Mike Nunn with the Sports Entertainers tied on 30 points apiece. Now, uh, Robert, as we know, he, best tag team partner in the ESSR draft history. So um, he's got a bit of an unknown challenger here. I don't think we've ever seen Mike Nunn, you know, in the in this sort of ranking before, but he also has Brian. Yeah, Anderson. who is Mike Nunn? Do we know anything <laughs> about Mike Nunn? 
Like, I, I feel like Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series 2006, and I've just encountered Mike Knox for the first time. That's, <laughs> the, that's what this feels like. I'm asking who is that after I've well, switched music to him. I don't even want to insult the man before I know who he is. But here's something interesting. Both both these guys have very similar teams. They both have RK Bro, Brian Danielson, Seth Rollins, both Brian Danielson as their team captains. But where they mix up is Robert Shaw has Raquel Gonzalez, Thunder Rosa, and Tony Schiavone, whereas Mike Nunn has Rhea Ripley, Gigi Dolan, and Jeff Hardy. Again, two very similar teams. So I think these guys could be neck and neck as the season progresses. But in the top spot this week, tied for first place, we have Jim O'Mac with Jim's Unholy Rollers. I believe he's a new entry this uh, this season as well. He's got RK Bro, Damian Priest, Seth Rollins, who's his team captain, Malachi Black, Thunder Rosa, and Cora Jade. Now, obviously, Seth Rollins getting massive points this week, so the captaincies yeah. helped him there. RK Bro as his tag team, a very, very solid pick. Damian Priest, I think, I've got him in the West End Country Club here, and I think, you know, he might be a, a bit of a shadow shadow pick this season given he's been a very consistent a very consistent u.s champion malachi black um still um mixing it up with you know ftr death triangle on rampage and mm. thunder rose and cora jade should be good um good backbones in terms of nxt and other AEW picks uh but dan mm. wood though you know, going against his team name, aiming for last place again, and he's doing a terrible job of it right now because he's uh, joined yeah. first at the minute. But Dan Wood, you know, he was a, he was a, I think he was in the top Challenger. five. Yeah, yeah, a very consistent. Quite a bit. Yep. Also, Captain Seth Rollins. He's got RK Bros as tag team. I think we're starting to see a trend here. But um, he also has Seth Rollins, MJF, Sasha Banks, Liv Morgan, and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, who just lost mm. his Universal Title match this week, but. His consistent yes. appearances on SmackDown. <laughs> his consistent appearances on SmackDown is what keeping him afloat. But this looks like it's going to be shaping up to be a very entertaining listeners league with some, you know, returning faces and a couple of newbies who might just um, sweep in and take the top spot. My God, it was a bad Friday for you. I forgot about Sami Zayn. Yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a bad Friday for you. Dude. Very, very bad Friday. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad with opening up this episode with such confrontation after that. Uh, you've suffered enough. Um, but you think, to... <laughs> oh, see, see, when I saw Phoenix couldn't perform, I was fuming. Jeez. Like that was meant, that was meant to be massive points for me this week because they're my team captains as well, the Lucha Brothers, and they just had to go and mess it up but what i'm hoping is they do get to do a two out of three falls for the tag titles that maybe winter is coming but the thing is dave the draft give us the graph take it away you know what i mean it's it's what it's what happens you know so uh, you'll you'll get it back uh, at some point but i did want to talk about dave obviously nxt war games coming up mm-hmm. we have quite a few nxt picks the vast majority of them are coming in those war games matches uh, the vast vast majority of them so basically what i want from you dave is who's made the right decision in each match is it the the few the, the face team of uh raquel gonzalez and co or and or is it the heel team of toxic attraction uh or who's going to win in the men's match as well is it going to be the sort of nxt 2.0 generation or the old guard who's made the, the smarter picks draft wise in terms of that match well not to tip my own trumpet here, but I think I've actually got a pretty good lineup for war games because I have Carmelo Hayes and Gigi Dolan, so representatives in both matches. Mm. And I think the results are going to go my way because here's hoping that um because we I discussed this with Ross on Central this week. And yeah. more often than not, the team that goes in with the advantage is the one that ends up losing. Now, yeah. Team Raquel is going in with the advantage here. 
And I think Dakota needs to get a, a win over her personally, whereas Toxic Attraction needs to keep the momentum going whilst they're holding all the titles. So I reckon mm. Team Toxic Attraction is going to win their games, their War Games match. But I also said to Ross that even though Team 2.0 for the men's uh, men's match mm-hmm. is going in with the advantage, I reckon they'll still pull it off because if they're going to fully make the transition over to the rainbow Nickelodeon painted NXT then they've got to give these guys the win and it gives Braun Breaker a big win over Tommaso Ciampa which I think will be necessary in his progression to become an NXT champion so as Mm. much as I want to be behind team black and gold you know the we are NXT team because you know these guys are the best I think they're going to go with um, team 2.0 so Steven obviously has Braun Breaker for yeah. Team 2.0. Nobody else has picked... Uh, well, I've picked Carmelo Hayes as well. You've so got Carmelo I think, Hayes, yeah. Yep. And he, but he also has Cora Jade, who's in the other... Who's in Team Raquel. That mm-hmm. might be a bit, bit of a, a setback for him. But we'll see, see how it honestly, goes, because I kind of disagree with you on the women's match, but that's right. why I picked EO, because I think Ross said in Central, they use it sometimes to set up challengers for the title. You know what I mean? Um, it's how they had Raquel pin EO last year. And that sort of set her in the ascendancy. I can see EO pinning Mandy to set up the the match there. And it means that when EO loses to Mandy, which she will down the line, um, then it doesn't hurt her as much. So that's kind of my that's kind of what I'm hoping points wise, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Maybe we're looking at it from two different perspectives here, because you're looking at it from the, the the NXT women's title picture, whereas I'm looking at a, a blood feud between Raquel, Raquel and Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll need to see which way it pans out. I think both are sort of it's really valid options. But the other two picks, we obviously we have Gary with Roderick Strong. It was his fifth round pick. He's a, a cruiserweight slash uh, open weight slash um, sort of no limits uh, battle with was- Joe Gracie. Uh, coming up, there was no way. Joe, there was no way Joe Gacy is two hundred five pounds. Like, just look at the size of him. I like the storyline. I think it, I think he's going to turn it into an open weight title. I think he'll win. I think he. Yeah, I think he beats open weight title. Yeah, I think he beats him. Yeah, hundred percent. It would be interesting uh, for Joe Gacy's character, I suppose, because he's meant to be this like very sort of woke, inclusive character, isn't it? And you yeah. know, a lot of people, you know, find that. Well, let's just say some people find that a bit of a... I, I, love, I love the character. I can't lie, Dave. It, I, it's I cer- yeah, it. it's a certainly intriguing character, to say the least. A hundred percent. And then, obviously, the other one is Tom has Imperium. Uh, and I do think he could walk out with title points there as well. Easily, but we yeah, like... didn't you see with that one? No, I, I disagree. I think this is a, a sure end for Tom to get points for Imperium because I really do not see Kylan Von Wagner walking away with tag team title gold. Given that, you know, Kyle O'Reilly's contract status is very much up in the air at this point, I think it's really difficult to see, you know, what's going to happen. Like, unless he signs a la- signs an extension at the last minute, mm. I don't see any other result other than Imperium walking out with, t- with, the, with the gold. 100%. Well, listen, we'll need to see how the points shake up next week. Me and Jack Green will be back, hopefully with Ross McLeod. Uh, but for today, it's goodbye from me and from David Hockney. And goodbye from him. There now follows an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown X7. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod and I am hosting Quiz Showdown X7 Christmas Ain't Easy. There will be rounds on wrestling on Christmas and laughs will be had by all. It will be a good time. You should watch it.
That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown X7.